0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
1: We got our eye on the enemy here at Bleeding Green Nation. This is a special prequel For the Dallas Cowboys edition, this is brought to you by the fine folks at SB Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL. that's K-I-S-T. Follow my work at BleedingGreenNation.com. Follow the BGN feed at BGN underscore radio. So as you probably know already, we've been previewing divisional rivals for the Eagles lately. We have gone through the Giants and the Redskins already. Catch up on those if you haven't yet. The Cowboys are up next. And after we take a quick break from the more detailed nature of these shows on The Kiss and So Show episode 100, which drops tomorrow, we're going to get to the Cowboys on episode 101 early next week. So for now, we have a special prequel episode of that Cowboys preview coming your way, which is in a way a result of a poll that I put up on Twitter. And this poll asked the question, would you pay Dak Prescott? $34 million per year, which is the rumored landmark that his agent wants to hit. Now, funnily enough, only 34% of respondents said that they would. And that was with some not insignificant signal boosting from my friend's in the Cowboys Twitter world. But what also happened is I entered a discussion with Jeff Cavanaugh from 105.3 The Fan in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. You may know him from the draft season as he does Trust the Tape with the excellent Dane Brugler. I decided that we should continue the discussion about Dak right here on BGN, and Jeff was kind enough to agree to come on. Quick disclaimer, there might be a little extra noise on Jeff's end as he was driving while we spoke. He's a busy man, and I was lucky enough to get him to speak to us, so I did my best to reduce any of that noise. And look, I had a really great time talking with Jeff. I think he's a great dude. So let's not waste any more time. Let's kick it over to that conversation right now. You can hear him talking sports on 105.3 The Fan and the Trust the Tape podcast. You can read his work on The Athletic DFW, a.k.a. Dallas Fort Worth. You can follow him on Twitter at JC1053. He is an award-winning Taco Bell sommelier. He's the incomparable Jeff Cavanaugh. Jeff, so glad to finally have a talk with you. How are you doing, brother?
2: I am doing great. Hello, Michael. Also, of course, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash timeforjeffrey, on Instagram at timeforjeffrey, and on YouTube at youtube.com slash Jeff Cavanaugh.
1: Nice, nice. I was...
2: Oh, and on Facebook, and on Facebook at Jeff Cavanaugh, you can hit the follow and the like button. These things are all super important.
1: Yeah, I had a follow-up question if there was anything else you'd like to plug, but it feels like you got it all in there. Is there anything else you're working on that you want people to know about?
2: YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram they're all poison. So like, I want you guys to follow me on them and but that's it. stuff, but I also want you to not spend all day on social media because it's poison and it's going to cause problems with your mental health. So, you know, just, just hit the follow button and click on my content because it's not poisonous and then just don't interact with people.
1: Cool. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been staying a little bit more off Twitter. I noticed you've done the same. That's pretty smart. So let's, let's talk about the main topic of this show today and let's dig in like we're digging into some cheesy fiesta potatoes. We're here to talk about Dak Prescott and his current contract negotiations. But before we get into him, I wanted to talk about another deal that could hold a lot of sway over how Dak's contract is constructed. Let's talk about Carson Wentz and his new deal in which the new money comes in at around $32 million per year. Were you surprised at all by the number, and do you think it was the right deal for the Eagles?
2: I was a little bit surprised that Wentz was the first guy to get done, Mm. only because of health. Right, Like, okay, is Carson Wentz a $32 million player if the going rate for good quarterback play is 30 to $32 million? Sure, that's the right number. Like, uh, yeah, that's the right contract number. I just don't understand NFL teams. And I guess if you waited a year or two years or three years, even if you want to tag somebody, like the beauty of the NFL for the owners anyway is they have it set up in a way that if they don't want to lose a player, they don't unless you're Washington with Kirk Cousins and you just totally broke a relationship because you're a crappy organization. But like, <laughs> what is the risk in having Carson Wentz play another year? It, it's weird because I almost feel like it's Foles-like where I would, Jack, Bill Hines-Foles, and they're like, why'd you give him so much? He was like, well, if he didn't make $20 million, the players wouldn't view him as a $20 million player. Right, and it right. almost felt like Philly was like, listen, Nick's gone, Carson's the guy, bam, <laughs> here's Carson's money, he's the guy. It was like, you, did you have to do that right now? Goff's not banged up. He could You could extend him. Dak doesn't have a fifth-year option, so if he was the first one done, I'd get it. Wentz was the only one that I was wondering, like, why? Mm. Why not gather more information and let him keep playing football And see if he'll be healthy. But no, like the going rate is the going rate. So the numbers, sure, it was right.
0: And
1: I wonder how that translates over to Dak. So before we really get into the question about what Dak is worth and all that, I think we have to see where we stand in terms of his talent. So we'll set up like the valuation with the evaluation. So, Jeff, I've described Dak as a starting quarterback that you can win with, which is better than a win in spite of quarterback and a a lower level than a win because of quarterback. And to be clear, quarterbacks you can win with aren't exactly flooding the market right now, so it's a compliment in my opinion. Jeff, where do you stand with Dak in terms of those three tiers?
2: Yeah, I think that that's the right tier for him. I think, to me, he is somewhere between, like, I could look up their – Tell me if you disagree with this. My favorite quarterback stat, if you had to say, hey, I want to know how good a quarterback is, what number would you look at? I would say adjusted net yards per attempt is the best one that I can think of.
1: That would be my go-to if I had to choose one.
2: Dak's been 19th and 19th. So Mm. for the last two years, he's the 19th best thrower in the league. So I'm like, okay, now if we want to add in the fact that he's going to run for six touchdowns every year, which he does, and run for like 400 yards, all right. So now I'll call him somewhere between the – 11th to 15th best quarterback in football. That's okay. about where I think Dak is. And all these guys are in kind of a weird spot because year four is kind of the jump year. And so we'll see if there's going to be a jump. But it sounds like the Cowboys aren't going to wait to see if there's going to be a jump. They're just going to give them the dollars.
1: And Jeff, you recently saw that I put up a poll asking the question, would you pay Dak $34 million per year, which is the number being kicked around by the media, it's $2 million more million than what's on the new money on the Wednesday deal. So I'll ask you directly, would you pay Dak $34 million per year new money and why or why not? Yeah,
2: I would say no, I would say no, but then I would have to become Steven or Jerry Jones and I'd tell his agent no, and then they would be like, oh, okay, cool. So we're going to play somewhere else? And I'd say, no, you're going to play this year, uh, and then I'm going to tag you. And over the course of that time, maybe I'll figure out that I want to go in a different direction if you don't want to take the guaranteed money that I offer you. But like all of these things are so weird because you operate with so many different NFL truths, I'll say. One NFL truth is if you have a quarterback that's giving you quality quarterback play and you think you have a shot to win a Super Bowl, you're never going to move on from that quarterback. No one will. You're going to keep him. And so then we go to okay, what's the right number? If they ask for something stupid, you know that the league is kind of modeled to give you the right number because they're going to say, okay, I won't sign for less than what my franchise tag would be for two years, maybe a quarterback says for three years or whatever. So you have to fight over the numbers, and it's like, I, do I want to move on from Dak Prescott? No, I want to win the Super Bowl. Right. Do I want to have Dak Prescott with a thirty-something million dollar cap hit? No, I want to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> But the two, like the two ideas, like, okay, right. so what are you going to do? You're going to go find an unknown and think it's going to be better? Hell no, it's not going to be better. But will it be better in terms of I could, like, my dream, if I could have been Jerry or Steven on draft day, and teams don't do this because teams are smarter than I am and because they don't want to get fired if it goes wrong. What about just going huge nuts and being the team that says, no, I'm going to trade for Rosen. And hmm. I'm going to plug him into a good situation as opposed to the awful situation he was in. And instead of paying my good quarterback, 30 something million dollars a year, I'm going to ride out the next four years with a guy on a rookie contract and just surround him with $28 million of more talent. Like I think I would have done it, but it's because I don't have to actually do it. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that would have been a really fun idea to say, you know what? I'm going to pick the guy who I think has better Passing tools and save thirty million dollars a year. Like, why not? And the answer to why not is because you don't know if he's any good, and you're trying to win the Super Bowl. So it's so hard. That's why I actually like living in DFW because our sports talk. It wouldn't work if you did East Coast radio stuff. Like if it were Angelo Cataldi or (laughs) Francesa who just falls asleep. Like, what a hack. He's not talented at all, and he makes money. But like. I don't really get into the, Oh, you'll never, you better not all oh, this stupid team. Oh, what a bum this guy is. It's like, no, there's so many different truths that are intersecting that makes this decision in this contract so hard that you're not going to feel great, no matter what the end result is. And can you win with Dak making 30 something million dollars a year? Yeah. If he's great. And if he's not great, and that's, cause that's the other thing is like, what's the right number. Um, Well, if Dak is great and he's making $27 million a year, is that the right number? Sure. If Dak's great and he's making $35 million a year, is that the right number? Sure. All the numbers are right. Drew Brees at $40 million. Yeah, that's the right number. Whatever whatever you want to pay him. If he can carry an offense, he's worth it. He plays quarterback. And if he can't, he's not. So, yeah, I would love to haggle with him over a couple million dollars and say, no, I can get one more player for that. I can get a special teamer. But in the grand scheme of things, what does it matter? If they're good enough to carry you, they're worth whatever the dollar amount is. I, If I'm the Cowboys, I try to get them for less than Wentz's new money mm. and sell them on the idea that you're actually getting more because he has that fifth-year option. Which I actually look at Wentz as being five years, four at 32. So what if we gave you 30 a year? Technically, you're yep. making more per year than Wentz because he's got a fifth-year option. So I think the number will come in somewhere around 30, and I'll be so confused about what I think about it. I've already talked in the circle eight times.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that and, and look a, a lot of your points I agree with like for instance I I disagree on the timing thing with Wentz with you but I also think that Prescott is a similar gamble it's not for health reasons it's for talent reasons like he hasn't duplicated what he did in his rookie season now ever however I mean it might be a safer bet because we know he can do that if the right team's around him but how do you build that team around him so I, I'm of the opinion That if the Cowboys are going to expect Prescott to be their franchise quarterback, that they should pay him as such. And if the number for that is 30 or it's 32, and you want to argue about 30 or 32, I think you're splitting hairs. But again, like you said, if he's the franchise quarterback, if he is the guy moving forward, then there aren't many numbers that are wrong now that are wrong there. But what do you, what do you do around that? Like from moving forward for the Cowboys, if they assign him to that type of money, where do you allocate your resources? Is it is a situation where you kind of build weapons around Dak on the offense? And then you hope with what you have on defense and then the coaching staff staff that you have that can develop talent, like uh, Ben Bloom, the linebackers coach, Rob Marinelli, Chris Richard, do you hope that they can work with what they have and then give them less resources, to work with as far as like high draft capital picks. Those would go more towards the offense and you hope that the defense can be cheaper yet still effective because of the coaching talent you have in the building.
2: Yeah, I think they're going to have to, what they're going to have to do is there's just going to be even more pressure on you as an organization to nail so many draft picks because I think if you're going to have a highly paid quarterback and he's not the elite of the elite, well, our new challenge is, and this is every team's challenge, if you don't have one of the best quarterbacks on the planet, your challenge is how many starters that don't suck can you get that make no money or very little money? <laughs> mm. Like right now for the Cowboys. Van Der Ash, comparatively, even though he's a first round pick, he makes little money. Free safety, Xavier Woods, who I got drafted for them, he should thank me. Uh, he makes six hundred grand. <laughs> and I think he'll be and yeah. I think he'll be a quality starter. Anthony Brown makes nothing. He's the starting nickel. Like you just have to be able to find more guys like that. And this is a battle you have to fight in Cowboy country all the time because people don't want to grasp that this is one of the right organizations to believe that they can do that right now. The Cowboys are one of the best drafting teams in the league. They have one of the best rosters in the league. So do the Eagles. But the Cowboys are in the conversation for the five best rosters in football. So they've been good at it. You're just going to put more pressure on yourself that you've got to find even more contributors that make absolutely nothing and don't hurt your team. So, yeah, it's, it, it'll make it harder. It's going to be harder for them. Because, like, the Cowboys, what they ran into is they didn't master the CBA in time. Like, the Patriots right. have no problem swapping out a good defensive end for a different defensive end whose contract status is more favorable towards them, who's maybe even older while most people are trying to go younger, because they're going to get a comp pick. They're going to save $3 million on a player, and they're going to get similar production. Like, they're not afraid of that. The NFL is starting to figure it out, and the Cowboys have started to figure it out, but everybody was too late on it. And so the Cowboys don't let their guys go. And so now you're in a spot where Tyron's paid, Zach Martin's paid, Travis Frederick is paid, Jalen will probably get paid, Byron Jones probably won't get paid, Tank Lawrence is paid, Amari Cooper's about to get paid, Dak's about to get paid, please God don't pay Zeke, Zeke's probably about to get paid. And they just—they don't make those same shrewd, I don't care about you football player moves to save themselves money and set themselves up to have more shots in the draft to get more cheap labor. And so, it's, yeah, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a challenge. I don't think the Cowboys will win a Super Bowl with a highly compensated Dak Prescott. I don't think it'll happen. They'll have a chance, the same as a lot of other teams in the league, that are paying okay quarterbacks. And the pressure will just be on you have to win with – tiny percentage uh, advantages that you can take with either risk-taking, play-calling, schematically. You have to go find really small edges, which...
1: Accumulate into a big advantage.
2: Right. There's a little optimism with it now with with Kellen Moore, as weird as that sounds, but I'm buying into it. But but, but Jason Garrett could not get you incremental advantages. He got you incremental, incremental disadvantages. So you had to just be better than everybody. You have to have a better roster. And that's been working to win 10 or so games a year. It's been working. Just have a better team than everybody. But you get to the postseason against the best coaches and the best quarterbacks, and eventually that's going to run out on you, and that's what's
1: happening. Yeah, and you mentioned the CBA, and it's interesting because I know that the Cowboys camp is pouring over the details of the Wentz deal because it's so complicated, and also because of the ramifications with the upcoming CBA. So they kind of have to navigate around that, too, and construct a contract that's going to flow nicely with whatever happens in the next few years. And there was another element to this that I wanted to ask you about, Jeff. So it's easy for me— and you, in our relatively young age, to sit here and play armchair GM and pontificate about what's right or wrong or who should get paid. But let's walk a mile in Jerry Jones' moccasins. You're no longer a young, spry Jeff Cavanaugh. You're a 76-year-old Jerry Jones that turned 77 during the 2019 NFL season. If I'm Jones and I'm 77 years old, I don't want to wait around on anything that relates to my football team as much as it does to anything else in life. I'm paying extra for same-day shipping on everything, every time. Do you think age plays a factor in Jerry Jones's motivation to get this deal done so he cannot have to worry about a potential replace-and-rebuild situation with a new quarterback?
2: Yes, I think that plays in. I don't think it's a... Massive factor because I think one of the misconceptions about Jerry Jones is that like oh, all he cares about is his money He doesn't care about winning.
1: I think he deeply cares about winning.
2: Yeah Yeah, yeah, like he'll cut a billion-dollar check to win his problem has always been that like a lot of people If you or I owned a football team, we'd stick our grubby little hands in there. We'd want to be involved It's it's ours. Why not right? <laughs> It'd be fun. We're playing Madden Since The debacle that led to the most important thing in the last 10 years of the Cowboys was the draft where they picked Travis Frederick in the first round because Mm. they had Sharif Floyd, like third or fourth on their board overall. And they got to wherever they picked, somewhere in the team. And I believe it was Rod, him or was Monty here then, whatever. But they were like, no, we're not picking him. Like he would be a nose tackle here. We're not picking him. And so the whole room was like, holy crap, why do we have a draft board? Like what is the point of this thing? (laughs) And so it was after that draft when they trade down, they traded out of the pick. They picked Travis Frederick, which everybody thought was a reach. And then they said, suck it. He's awesome. (laughs) And then they brought in Will McClay to be the bridge guy between scouts, coaches, front office, everybody. And they've been incredible at drafting ever since where everybody's actually on the same page. Who would have thought of that? Hmm. I don't know if younger Jerry Jones would do that because Jerry Jones isn't the GM of this team. Will McClay is. Will McClay and Stephen Jones are the GM and cap team along with their other cap guys. Now, can Jerry get a wild hair and do something if he wants to? Sure he can. He can do whatever he wants, but he doesn't. And I think a lot of people think that he does, but he doesn't. Jerry's watching people who know what they're doing do what they think is best for the team. And yeah, I think age plays a role in it. And part of it I think is just experience. Because back when he had Jimmy Johnson, he had that balance. He had a quote football guy. And I don't know how long does it take to become a football guy. Jerry's been in football since he played it in high school and college. Is he a football guy yet? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I think it plays. I think it. I think it plays a role. But I don't think it's a desperation like I'm going to die soon. Um, role that it plays. It just yeah. means that he's experienced well. Our own Mike Fisher on a radio station implied that at one point, that he wasn't getting any younger, and Jerry immediately called in and was like, I just want you guys to know that it's breaking news to me that I'm dying. <laughs> I'm not.
1: That's amazing.
2: <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I think it plays a role, but not in the sense that he's scrambling in the last years of his life, although he might be.
1: Sorry to interrupt the podcast. I know you're enjoying the conversation, but we got to pay some bills, and we're going to be right back with more about the Dak Prescott situation in Dallas with Jeff Cavanaugh right after the break.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference.
1: How soon do you think Dak gets this contract done with the Cowboys? Do you think it's coming in the next couple of weeks?
2: Uh, Yeah, I think it'll happen either just before training camp or while we're in training camp. Um, And that's just from talking to people. I think Dak Prescott will have his deal before the season starts, whether you think that's wise or not.
1: So last question, Jeff. We'll go outside of the world of Dak for this one, but they're obviously inexorably linked, and you already kind of alluded to it. Ezekiel Elliott is probably going to want something in the ballpark at $15 million per year on his extension. That's around top running back money. Is that something you're comfortable with?
2: Oh, yeah, I'd love it, man. That'd be incredible. Uh, no, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. And Jerry will hear this. Jerry loves to listen to everything. If you're telling me that your quarterback carries your offense and he's worth $30-something million a year, you can't turn around and tell me that the quarterback needs a running back. You can't do it. That makes zero logical sense. Like, oh, Zeke's the engine that makes it go. Then why pay your quarterback 30-something million dollars? He better be the engine that makes it go, or he don't deserve that check. And, I mean, that's on top of the what I think more and more people know. Running backs don't matter. Unless you have managed to have a backup on your team who's just not capable of playing in the NFL. And the problem is, is that they had that last year. It's the first yeah, time I've ever so heard he's... Stephen Jones tell us on the radio. We were asking him about the running back thing, and he was like, yeah, we're just looking for a little more than we got with Rod. And that's Jalen Smith's brother, Rod Smith. They just had a player that wasn't capable. So they're the one team in the league that when their primary back wasn't on the field. But no, no, don't pay Ezekiel Elliott. Trade Ezekiel Elliott to somebody who's crazy enough to think that running backs matter and run with their pick and go replace. Like, if you're like, man, I really need a really good back, I'd say, cool, spend your second-round pick next year. Like I'll find you, a guy. You'll be fine. Yeah. So no, I'm not okay with it. And yes, I think they'll do it.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. And there's also, you know, the Amari Cooper deal that yeah, Michael Thomas is going to get paid before him, so they have to work all that in. So there's going to be a lot of different spinning plates happening contractually for the Cowboys. Uh, moving forward, so I do appreciate you coming on here and BGN and talking with us. Hey, who has
2: a better roster? The Cowboys or the Eagles?
1: Uh, I, I'm gonna go with the Eagles. I would go with the Eagles. I think the Eagles have a top three roster. I don't. I don't think the Cowboys are uh, a, a bad team necessarily. I think they're above average when it when it comes to talent. I, I don't think they're a top five team though. I would disagree. I would be that. setting myself
2: up for. I want to go position by position real quick. Secondary. <laughs> Cowboys run out Byron Jones, Cheeto, Anthony Brown, who's okay. Xavier Woods, who's yeah, he's pretty good and a crappy, strong safety. So secondary's not very good. Eagles, secondary, good.
1: It depends on the health of a lot of guys, and also if the young guys start to perform just like, I mean, the same thing with the Cowboys. You're looking at Jones being better than anybody on the Eagles, so maybe that's a little bit more valuable at the cornerback position. It's close. It's close. Wash? We'll say wash there. Yeah, let's wash.
2: Linebacker, I go Jalen Smith and Vander Esch, and when there's three on the field, I go Sean Lee. Okay, Cowboys win. D-line, <laughs> I go Tank, Robert Quinn, Antoine Wood. And Malik Collins or Tristan Hill. So it's good. I don't know that it's awesome, but it's definitely good. And the Eagles go...
1: Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, Malik Jackson. Uh, I'll go with the Eagles on that.
2: Okay, advantage Eagles. I'm good with that. Wide receiver, i go Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb. And you go Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, and is it Aguilar?
1: Nelson Aguilar and uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside will probably be the top four wide receivers, yeah. Wash? I don't know. I'd probably lean for the Eagles on that one. Oh, you homer. Cooper's a stud. Cooper's an absolute stud. I think he's better than anybody on the Eagles right now and is going to be worth the capital that you spend for him uh, as long as he re signs with you guys again. But overall, just the depth... Uh, I would go with the Eagles.
2: All right. My tight end's a Hall of Famer, so obviously our tight ends are better. I'm kidding. <laughs> Eagles win. Eagles win. Tight end. Yeah, yeah. Quarterback, I'm calling a wash. Get over it. I think your guy's more talented, but he might get hurt any day now. Um, <laughs> Let's see here. Running back, I got the, right, I got the better running back. Yeah. Not that it matters. We're both going to have good offensive lines, but with Frederick back, I go Tyron, Frederick, Martin, Lyle Collins, who's okay, and left guard, which is, I don't know. Maybe Connor Williams will be better. Maybe he won't. Maybe Connor McGovern will take his job. Who's better owner?
1: Yeah, I think that's really close. Uh, Ty- Tyron Smith, he's fully healthy now?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's
1: had minor things, but he's never
2: had a major thing. He just has back spasms and crap. No,
1: he's good. I think if Frederick is back along with Zach Martin and you have Ty- and you have Tyron, I-, I think I would probably edge it over. Because we don't know what Andre Dillard is yet. We know Peters is is older and kind of kind of dropping off. And Brandon Brooks is still recovering from his Achilles. Kelsey's the best center in the game. We'll see what happens when Frederick comes back.
2: Sir, <laughs> sir,
1: has he not been just a,
2: just a little respect disease? <laughs> Goodness gracious! Just staring him. Okay, so the Cowboys and Eagles are both going to win between ten and twelve games. Yeah. Washington's going to win six, and New York's going to win
1: two. Right, right. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we did the Redskins and the and the uh, Giants okay. already. We both had them under six, but I think the Cowboys will win ten to twelve. I think All that's right. fair. We can depart as friends. <laughs>
2: We'll depart, we'll depart as friends, and I'll see if I can undo my
1: uh, one-star things that I did oh, on the podcast. I appreciate that. That would be uh, that would be awesome. Hey, man, like I said, as long as you auto-download, I really don't care. Jeff, let the let the uh, listeners know where they can find you and all your work again.
2: Um, Just type my name in, and then whatever social media you're on, I guess, at JC1053 on Twitter is the one that I use the most. But growing the YouTube, I've found, is going to be fun. So I'm about to just churn out so much content nice. on YouTube. So just Google Jeff Cavanaugh, and it'll be
1: lovely. Is that going to be Fortnite? What's that going to be? What's the YouTube channel about?
2: Well, uh, you know, it's going to just be real-life video. If I do Fortnite, I try to combine that to Twitch, but I won't lie. I sometimes forget, and I do go on YouTube on my Fortnite. And I'm not any good either. So you'd really just be in there to bother me with the cowboy questions or something.
1: <laughs> Sounds good, man. Jeff, I appreciate the time today, brother. All right. Have a good one. All right, man.